All right, welcome to Live to Denver Press Club. My name is Rob Scoggins. I'm your host. It's the topic of conversation, and tonight we have a very special guest. He is a interesting person. Uh, he, is, he has traveled the globe. He just got back from Hawaii, and I don't know how you came back from Hawaii without a suntan. Um, did you, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want a I uh, special invitation invite him up to join me here on the mics, Andrew Novick. And our topic of conversation tonight uh, with Andrew is art, food, performance, and fun. We're going to start off with art. Man, you, you have traveled everywhere, and you have done so much in the art world here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, not just here in Denver, but all over. Tell us how you got started in art, and what type of art do you really enjoy? Um, I got started, I would say... Uh, just being a kind of a street photographer, I just, I'm really more of a collector than an artist. So any art that I have maybe done is kind of an extension of my collecting. So I have, I've been known as the world's most recreational photographer. <laughs> by a wait, no, you got no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, explain that. People, so, pe people running around uh, in, in, in swimsuits, or what are we talking uh, about? No, like a, so a recreational photographer, someone who, it's like a hobby, right? But like, I t I've been taking so many pictures for like the last 25 years that I'm like the most of the recreational photographer. But what I was doing was really just documenting. I collect a lot of things, so I collect almost everything. So when, uh, when I see something I can't collect, like someone's wearing a cool pair of shoes, or like I see a rad hairstyle, or mannequins in a store window, or my ice cream sundae in Japan. So I'm photographing it, but really I'm just... I'm collecting it. I'm I'm storing it for future. Memories. Now, do you put it on pin it? Where can people see this? Is there a place there, so, or is it just for you? Well, I was just. I mean, for the last twenty or more years, I've just been photographing, just kind of so I can remember things, you know. And I collect things too, like oh, this really cool cereal box. Like I want to remember the, the artwork, the the detail on it. So that's like part of my collecting. So I think it's really the same thing. But what happened was I was taking so many pictures for so many years. I'm like, I was always thinking in the back of my head, like someday I'm going to put all these pictures of shoes together or like I'm going to put all of my dessert pictures together. Like what would that look like? I bet that would be really cool. So just keep, kept shooting, kept shooting. And then when I was going to do an art show, I did it. Um, I also take pictures of cuts and bruises. What? So like, if somebody's bleeding, what? What or, seriously? Yeah, like if someone's bleeding, I'm like, or they have like this massive cool bruise, I was like, oh, can I get a picture of that? So they're not, they're, the, the, the wound is, I mean, they've already had the injury, you don't, yeah, yeah. You don't run. I don't, well, I, yeah. well, there's, a, there's yeah. some later topics where yeah, I actually have driving. drawn blood for photos, but I was doing, I had a bunch of pictures of cuts and bruises, so my very first art show was called Candy Cuts and Bruises. And I took all these cuts and bruise pictures in clip frames, so it's just a glass frame, so all you see is the photo. And I hung them on a mannequin, but they were hung, so like if it was like a wound on the arm, I hung it on the mannequin's arm. And there was like wounds on the back of someone's leg, and I hung it on the back of the mannequin's leg. So you could kind of look at this mannequin's all cut up and bruised up uh, with all these cuts and bruises photos. Well, that's the neatest thing. Where can people see that? Is that, is that, is that available to be seen right now or no? That was just like a, a group art show that I was a part of, like... Now you mentioned cereal. Ago. Now who has the best? Who has the best art? Is it General Mills, Post, or Kellogg's? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, because I'm I'm, I'm more Kellogg's. 
Because they're great, you know. As a kid, though, General Mills yeah. was always the ones that we yeah, sure. were eating, and that's the familiar logo and stuff. That's Life and cereal. That's kind of boring. Well, yeah, but General Mills makes some sweet ones. They do, I think. Yeah, all the, all the oh, Frankenberry. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Cereals. Of course they do. Yes. Yeah, I forget about that. Uh, so yeah, blueberry, Frankenberry, cereal box collection. Yeah. So it's just it's just the front of the cereal boxes of like hundreds of different cereals that I ate. Tell us a little bit about you. Who who is who is Andrew Novick? Uh, <laughs> Who are you? I'm just like you? some guy. I just uh, I'm a Denver native. I was born right on Colorado Boulevard, and uh, so yeah, grew up in Denver. I've never moved out of state. Uh, I like traveling, but I love Denver. I just never really wanted to live anywhere else. Uh, I'm an electrical engineer. That's my day job. So that affords me, I guess, the opportunity to do a lot, all sorts of other cool, cool things. Now you have some really cool hobbies in the art world too, besides taking pictures of bruises and and uh, cereal. You also do some a uh, lot of art exhibits, and you and you and you help the young kids uh, become better. Tell us about that. Uh, you're talking about teaching, yeah? Or yeah. Uh, well, I'm. I I've really always been interested in creating some kind of experience that's different because people always seem to tend to do the same things. They always go to the same bar or see the same band, or you know, I, I want to get people out of their normal situations or events. So I try to create things for people to do that's different. So I, I had a crazy band in the 80s that was like almost like a non-band band. <laughs> it was kind of an anti Because you didn't play band. music? You just yelled well, we and screamed? Play, we, we mostly yelled and screamed and got really popular somehow. Um, and, you know, we would play shows and it was like, we weren't the best band. We might have been the actually the worst band of <laughs> so like, like Primus time. or something? Um, so, but, but when people left or like the next day, who, they didn't talk about like the, the really technically skilled band that played. They talk about these these crazy guys were throwing fruit stripe gum and lighting fireworks and yeah, like a pinata. And um, yeah, we're throwing like yeah, exactly. Pinata pinata that sings. Band. We oh, have had good. pinatas during our shows actually, but uh, so it's really creating something memorable. And like I think you can go really far with that as far as you don't need the, the, the technical skill. There's lots of like musicians in their basement somewhere who are really, really good, who could never play out anywhere. Like they're just, they're not quite ready yet. They're not good enough yet, whatever. And like, I'm trying to encourage people, like just go do what you love. And like, if, if you know, people will like it, you know, somebody will like it. You teach fun. How, how, does, how does, I mean, I know you teach art and, and, you, and you get kids involved in art, but you teach fun. How, how do you teach fun? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm co-teaching this class at UCD um, about fun and how to create fun. So we, we talk you know, fair, fairly um, literally like defining fun and talk about play uh, as a historical necessity for people to get out of their normal work type situation, you know, working for the weekend type thing is, is classic. Uh, so, you know, what makes people, what, what's, what do they do for recreation? But really taking it much further than that is fun is something that it, it is, but it's not, right? Like it's something that if you can take it a step further, like just doing something that you always do, you have to escalate that. So what we're teaching is really for people to how to create fun. So we want to, we want to, send out in the world these fun proprietors of fun. So they're artists and filmmakers, creative people, to really produce something for other people to enjoy. And I think that if the more wide you can take that, the more you can spread you know, fun and what is the definition of fun. Now, obviously, uh, YouTube has changed the 
variety of how we get our fun in not just the United States, but the world. I mean, the World Wide Web has changed how we, how we entertain ourselves with fun, how we collective ourselves with fun. I mean, obviously, America's Funniest Videos is, is, is you know, it's on its 26th season, believe it or not, coming up. But YouTube has changed the way we have fun. Is it, is it, is it getting scary for you? Because, I mean, you have children, too, and I have a son. And, I mean, is it getting scary for you how people, this little box, our, our box that we get fun in, because usually it's this giant 3D world we live in, or 3, 4, 4, whatever, uh, <laughs> the, the, and how we get our fun with each other. Now we're, now we're clipping each other, and we're throwing it at each other, and... What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, well, just to qualify, I only have dogs, no kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And well, their, idea, those, their idea of those, fun is those real are kids. easy. <laughs> those are kids. Those are kids. <laughs> yeah, they are my children, for sure. Chicken Bone and Tiny Coconut. Hi, oh, there out there, you guys. Is that, sure is that really listening. their names? Yeah. What type of dog is Tiny Chicken Bone? Tiny Coconut is a white chihuahua. Uh -huh. Chicken Bone is a little brown chihuahua with a bum leg. All right. Well, and it just dangles there. It looks like a chicken drumstick. <laughs> That's how she got her name. <laughs> oh, that's great. And her, her full name is actually Chicken Bone Fairy, Fairy Princess Magic Wand Leg. Now, is she on YouTube? Can we see her? Um, you know, I just bought a domain name, chickenboneleg.com. So here we go. <laughs> There's nothing here, here there. Here we yet, go. That's fun. She's going to be famous. Yeah, you know, sure she Little will. Bub is coming to town, and uh, I hope that Chicken Bone and Little Bub can... <laughs> Can meet and and maybe have a baby. Little yeah. little bub's like a um like a kind of a deformed cat that's coming to Denver County Fair. Oh well, no, that won't work. <laughs> He's a the Chihuahua. new grumpy cat. <laughs> He's a grumpy cat with a purpose. <laughs> Do you think YouTube has changed the way the way people get fun? I think I think I mean let's go even bigger. Just internet in general, right? People are communicating by email. They're um, they're watching the computer, they're reading books on the computer. I mean, it's so all eyes on screen. I think that that makes, that, that's a huge benefit to me, I guess, because what I'm, I'm really trying to do is get people something different, right? So if everyone's getting all their entertainment from the computer, if I can just pull them away to some crazy meal or some cool you know, presentation, like, it's going to be like way better than like staring. Yeah, at like YouTube. tonight we have about twenty-five people here and live at the studio audience and and yeah, let's hear it. Thank you for coming. And, and people and people want this. They want this back. They want to come out and have fun and talk and be seen and and not just do the the Facebook thing. Do you yeah. think Facebook will eventually lap itself and just you know people are like, okay? I'm tired of this and we're going to move on to actually I want to talk to somebody in, in person or I think it's I think it's lapping itself constantly. You know, people get on and then they were like, I'm getting off Facebook right away, and then they like they're back on within like a week. Like they, it, we've really created just a new way of doing things, and I don't think it's it's not gonna it's not gonna disappear like dinosaurs, right? It's like it's here to stay, but it's also like as soon as things like Facebook and emails and it's it's such a better way for me to get information out about an event or something you know so or if someone didn't go to an event or some out-of-state friend they can experience like what I'm doing from afar so I really see it as like a positive as well as like a time-wasting thing so it's here <laughs> to stay for sure you you as in you as your friends who are artists what's your favorite type of art what do you what do you really get into oh Man, I, I mean, I really like painting and drawing of, by other people, <laughs> not by me, <laughs> because that's something I cannot do. Like, I can draw stick figures. So, like, for me, like, like I said, like a, phot a photograph is just documenting something. And I've ex I experiment with photography, try to get something different than what I saw. But a lot of what I do is just capturing what I saw, and I just happen to see something cool or be ready to capture something. But somebody who can draw or paint is just, like, 
it's so beyond me. Like I have this beautiful image in my head and I have no way that I could possibly do it. So really good drawings. Are, is, is, so when you wake up and you, you, uh, you woke up and said, hey, I'm going to take pictures of bruises and blood. When did uh, what what come what has what has to happen in your mind to say hey my next my next venture is going to be what and what do you think that's going to be do you have any ideas of what you're going to be photographing soon I mean in some sense I don't really preconceive it it's really just if I see something interesting I just shoot a picture of it I was in um, uh, Switzerland Geneva Switzerland and there was this really crazy um, uh, bumper cars where you it was like coin operated bumper cars so like. You would get these like dollar coins or whatever, and you go, you run in, you get in the bumper car, and you put in the coin, and you go for a certain amount of time. So different people could go for different, I mean, you know, when your time is up, you either put in more money or you have to get out. But not everyone's ending at the same time or beginning at the same time. So you, it's like a crazy, mad day. It was crazy. It looked super dangerous to me. And then I went around the far side, and there was all these paramedics, and someone was bleeding on the ground. <laughs> So of course, like well, I've taken, I to grab my camera. Like I, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm like, it's like a holster. I'm like reacting. Like gotta get my camera. So much so that if I don't have a camera on me, I'm almost nervous. I'm like, I hope nothing cool happens. Like I don't want, like I don't want to see something cool because I'm so like I really want to document it. So it's it's really just me seeing things. And once I like in the case of my collections type shows, like I. I did an art show called Sweet Tooth, A Thousand Desserts That I Ate. So it was like a wall of five by seven photographs of desserts that I ate over the course of 20 years. Seriously? You know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I remember reading seriously. that about you. Yeah, and so, um, so that was just something that was a co collection. But then on the other hand, like my blood show was called Bloodluster. And my thought was everything's so... Zombies are really popular now. And all the TV shows like CSI and NCIS, all these like crime shows... You see blood and guts on TV, and you see people peeling skin back, and it all looks really realistic. I thought, is, does, does real blood even look as real? Like, you go to Zombie Crawl, 16th Street Mall, right? It's like the best, you know, people are really good at the makeup now. I want to do an art show with using real blood. Kind of, it's, it's an experiment just to see. So Did you use O or A plus? Or? Whatever, mm, the, whatever. whatever the donors would allow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I actually, so I gathered up some models. I, I put an ad on Model Mayhem which was also part of my social experiment mm -hmm. of like um, looking for models for a photo shoot using human blood. Um, and uh, please tell me, how many did you get? I, I got more people re replying than I could even shoot. Wow. And then a bunch of my friends were like, how come I'm not in it? I want to be in it. Like, well, you know. What type of blood shoots better? O, A positive, B? They all look the same. Oh, they, they do? All okay. look the I same. don't know. They all look a little bit darker. But um, so what we would do, I mean, it was also, it was very safe and each model kind of picked a photo shoot around like just talking to the person and be like oh what do you like or what you know what should we do and uh so then um took the blood from that model and then we just covered them with blood and photographed them and it looked amazing it looked incredible you're listening to live from the denver press club podcast here in denver colorado i am rob scoggins your host and i have andrew novick here he is an artist entertainer fun guy just world about everything in colorado colorado has has in the art world has just become full circle because we this used to be a flyover state this used to be a cow town now it's a major market you've been here all your life when was the big change was it 2000 after 911 when did when did colorado people say hey that looks pretty cool man that i i don't really know i think with some of the like the art districts forming and like first fridays you know santa fe art district is like this massive 
groupings. Like it would be probably would have been hard in like the 90s or something to get someone like, oh, I'm having an art show, come to my art show. Because it's like, it's a singular destination. But if it's like, hey, come to this big art thing, you can see hundreds of artists in one night. I think those kind of art walkie type things have helped get art to an, another level where people can appreciate it. And, and when you go out to those things, it's not all good, right? Like, to, you're different. I mean, different people have different uh, well, I opinions, mean, I, I, right? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a, can a mannequin with uh, tattoos of blood. Right. Some, yeah. people, some people might hate that, but that know. might make the next one next to it look better. Absolutely. Right? You're right. But my, I mean, my, my real point is, like, you go down, you see a lot of things, but you can start to judge. If it's, if it's your first art show, you're like, oh, this is neat. It's an art show. But, like, if you, if you see you know, 20 different artists within an hour, you can really just help to see, like, oh, I really like this much better than this. And you can really, because I think that's, that's how you can appreciate art is really finding what you like. During the year, uh, you know, the January to January, December, what are the art shows that you, Andrew, must go to? I mean, shows that you just don't miss. Hmm. Uh, well, we just finished a couple of months ago, Month of Photography. And that's like not a show, but that's gotten huge where it's like a whole month, actually more like two months of photography specific shows. February and March or? It's like March, April. March, April. Like okay. March, yeah. April. So, so it's, uh, so I think that that's a really cool thing. I participated this year in one called 100, 100 on 100. And it's, uh, it's on the hundredth day of the year, um, which is April 10th, typically, except for leap years. Uh, and uh, it's a hundred artists um, showing one to three pieces each. Right here in Denver. Put, right here in Denver. It's put on by this group called the Birdseed Collective. And so that's like, you know, you can go to one show and see a hundred different artists and like guaranteed you will like some much more than others. But I think that's the thing you can, it's really this comparison that is what makes something like that you know, a good thing to go to. You love food, don't you? I really do. You do. I, I don't miss it. a meal either. Look at me. I, I don't. I, you throw food in front I of me. I love like, food. Hey, man. Okay. <laughs> I love my breakfast, and I love Brenner, which is breakfast for dinner. Yes. And I could eat breakfast every day. I could, breakfast I mean, is not, not every just day. For I could eat at breakfast. Yeah. I could eat breakfast every meal. Yeah. Yeah. I Seriously. could eat grilled chicken and tacos and and, yeah. and waffles. Grilled chicken and waffles, man. You ever read that? Oh yes. Yeah. I love it. You love it. you you have pictures with food. You have fascination with food. You have more food pictures of you and food than you do you and your dogs. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's true. you have several ideas about food because they, you know, they, they represent the world. I mean, each each continent, each country is very well known for their food. I don't think America's known much more than for hot dogs and burgers. But in your opinion, where did you get this fascination with food? Was it childhood and oatmeal? What was it? I mean, I think maybe just I I got to travel maybe as a kid. I, as a kid, I my grandparents lived in Hawaii, and so I got to go to Hawaii, and I was like, whoa, there's like there's Japanese, there's like a Japanese department store with like all these different kinds of food I had never seen. There's Hawaiian delicacies. There's malasadas, which you can pretty much only get in Hawaii. So What's I, a malasada? So it's it's like it's a Portuguese donut. It's like a giant, almost baseball-sized donut ball. Are you serious? It's like super spongy, delicious. What's inside I ate of one it? like less than 24 hours ago. It's just dough. I mean, it's yeah. just magic. It's and magic dough. And you dough. came out of know. your diabetic coma very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, think, but, but I think to the point of food, I think being able to experience something, it's like, I want to go somewhere and like, what's the, whatever, what do the locals eat? What's something unique? 
you know, people always go to the same five restaurants. It's yeah. like, to me, it's like, I want to go to a different place like every time. And when, it's, it might not be good every time, but you're, that's the only way you're going to find something new. Is when you travel, it. when Andrew Novick travels, do you automatically go to locals only places? Or do you, you know, always go to Walmart and Chili's? <laughs> Uh, let's just say I did not eat at Cheesecake Factory in Hawaii. <laughs> they have one? Yes, there is one. <laughs> I had no, it's so popular. I had, There's like a line cheesecake? out the door. It's so stupid. Wow. Um, Do they have spam cheesecake? I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. No. But And I think... Uh, yeah, you, I mean, and sometimes you have to seek it out for that reason. I mean, there's chain stores, and not just food, too, but just shopping also. You know, you, you, there's, I think there's, there's Denny's in Japan. But actually, and actually, I have, go, I have been to Denny's in Japan, actually. What would they? No, because not, they have different stuff there. If I, in any sushi country and, I sushi ever and pancakes? go, yeah. yeah, any country yeah. I ever go, I will go to McDonald's. Really? So, and that's, I know that's, is that... I know that's converse that true? to what I just said about not You go going to McDonald's to, to every country? every country. Because Why? Even, and even in Hawaii. First of all, you know when they, good they had that like, big health craze and they made like baked apple pies sure, yeah. here? Yeah. So I think they sent all their fryers to all the McDonald's in all the other countries. No. Because you could still get the fried apple no. pies anywhere in the world that I've been, aside from the U.S., you can get uh, the fried apple pies. And Puerto okay, Rico name and Hawaii. Three, name also. three countries where you went to. McDonald's, and what did you have? So I, in Thailand, yeah, they had uh, a um, what's it was what the heck was it? Not a curry. I can't remember what Thailand. Curry I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. Right. Um, well, in Hawaii, at McDonald's, you can get uh, a haupia pie. Yeah. So that's a hot apple pie, but it's the coconut haupia, which oh, was like man. a you know the luau coconut treat. Mm-hmm. They have Simon noodles at McDonald's. Um, in what are salmon uh, noodles? It's it's a Chinese noodle. Little thin like noodle. In a, it's it's a thick. Oh, it's noodle. like a cup of noodles. It's like a broth. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's oh, in in McDonald's in Japan, I have not eaten this, but they have something. Called, I think it's called Mega Mac. What? And okay. it's like it's a it's like a double stacked Big Mac, which is the craziest thing. Wait, because you have like in four Japan, patties? Like it's it's. <laughs> Four patties. It's like it's like nine inches tall. What human mouth can? I don't know. What, I mean, what country Japan, was this? They don't even, that was in Japan. But they have tiny mouths. I know. It's it was ludicrous. It was. Ludicrous. What do they do? Nibble so, around it? So I don't know. But yeah. um, French fries. Uh, Every country. Yeah, no, no. I don't eat the French fries. Okay. But uh, yeah, you, but I think there's but that but that's something cool because then that's like a cross culture. Sure, right? absolutely. Like, I, I like seeing something like that where they take they make a local take on it. Do you know how to say McDonald's in another language or? You, um, it's pretty much just it's McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. but like in Japan, <laughs> no idea. There's and in Japan, there's actually several different, um, but like Mekadana Radu, oh, is one. It's really good. And a and if you say it wrong, I mean they and we were like I was in There's a cab trying to get to a McDonald's somewhere, and like we were trying to say all of our different Japanese pronunciations of McDonald's and could couldn't get it right out of any of them, but we ended up drawing the logo and then they. Figure it out. The logo's <laughs> universal. <laughs> you love dessert more than I do. I'm not a des- I'm a big guy, but I don't I'm not a I'm not I don't eat my dessert after every meal. I just people I know a lot of people who can't do without it. You love dessert. You you have a uh you, you did a book on that. I, I pretty much live for dessert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now how many desserts did you eat in a in a certain amount of time? How long was um so I my photo series was a thousand desserts. It was probably like twenty years, oh. but there was no repeats. 
What? So in other words, if I, I mean, there's a thousand desserts out there. Oh, there's there's well over a thousand. Yeah, desserts. all right. And uh, all a la mode. So it was, and it was, yeah. So if it was just like cookies, yeah, like I didn't have any pictures of just like chocolate chip cookies, yeah. like. It wasn't that it was like every dessert that I ate. And okay. I think I think the, somebody got me a book. It was called Everything I Ate or something like that. And it was like everything this guy ate for 365 days. And it was like the most boring photo book ever, you know, like and I mean, I could see why I would theoretically be interested in it. But it's also like, oh, that's a really boring meal. Like that was, a, you know, like I don't take a picture of every meal I, I don't know a meal that looks interesting. I don't know if you know this, but it's either Singapore or Shanghai or some country where they on YouTube you can watch people eat. They they oh. you can you can pay to watch people eat noodles whatever. Have you ever thought about doing taking taking those thousand desserts and you know doing a YouTube montage or um, something like that? I should. Yeah, for sure. Great, I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I have I mean you'd have to tell me what you're eating cuz I mean I have no idea all these desserts but yeah. they, I would watch that. Well, and I think, I mean, that leads to another point. Of, I wouldn't pay for it, but I'd watch it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah. free. Yeah, that's sorry, free. Be free. Um, but I think that, that adds to another point is really, I mean, if you're talking about my photography, yeah. I'm, it's like I'm a very social photographer, right? I want to take a picture, for one, for me to document it, but it's also like I want to talk about it. I want to tell somebody, look at this crazy dessert I had in wherever, Japan. And it was like, I want to talk about it. I want to explain it. I want to... You know, are you a dessert connoisseur? Are you a dessert? I, mean, no, I said that wrong. Are you a dessert connoisseur? I I don't know what the definition definition of connoisseur, yeah, but yeah, I've yeah, eaten yeah. a lot of desserts, so okay, I'd say, well, then, I'd say have a, I'm very experienced. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm sure the group here, and especially me, I want to know. Name your top five. You've eaten a thousand. So, what are your top five desserts that you love? Uh, well, um, Japanese honey toast is one. No, you got to explain that one. Uh, that is. So they take like a basically half a loaf of bread and hollow it out and cut the center parts into cubes and then um, bake those, like broil those a little to get them crispy and then put them back in the shell and then drizzle it with ice cream and sauce and honey and put chocolate candy sticks in it and what? all sorts of things. It's the most dramatic dessert ever. Uh, I got it at a place in Hawaii, a Japanese okay. um, restaurant in Hawaii. Japanese restaurant in Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, number two? Uh, donuts. Well, I mean, I, yeah, love, well. I love almost all donuts. Yeah. Donuts roll. Best donut. Uh, I mean, I, we can give a little plug. Best donut in Denver. I mean, I'm, I'm a Winchell's. Yeah, I'm a Winchell's yeah, kid. Classic, I grew yeah. up, you know, there was a 24-hour Winchell's like oh, a yeah. mile from my house. We used to sneak out and we go the donut ride thing. our dirt bikes to, to Winchell's. And, uh, we have a donut fascination in Colorado. We have everything. Yeah. Because, we, you know, you know, you go to Boston, it's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You go back Dunkin east. Dunkin' is one of my least You go back favorite. east where I'm from, it's Krispy Kreme. Yeah. You come here, we got it all. I had never had Krispy Kreme until it came to Colorado, really? and I mean, I what like it, but it's so different yeah. than other donuts. It's really, I mean, I love Voodoo Donuts too. Sure. It's a really good quality. Oh, Voodoo donut. Do- right here down the road. Yeah, yeah those are those are big as my fist. They're I mean, they're, I mean that's it's like it's it's. I mean, I sh- I I really shudder to say this, but they're almost too sweet. They're big. <laughs> yeah, I know those are big. Those are big words for me. They're almost too sweet. Now, when you travel, do you go donut shopping? As much as possible, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, if I see a donut shop, I go in by sure. all means. Favorite type? Um, if you don't say, you know, bear claw, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> well, I mean, my f- 
my favorite Winchell's donut is actually, which is totally beyond, I don't know why, but it's, yeah. it's the white cake donut with the white frosting and the chocolate sprinkles. Man, it's, it's all, it seems like a really boring Does donut. Does it have a name? But it's, I don't, it's, 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 I don't know. I yeah. just point at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want three of those. Yeah. All right. And, and number three, what's your, you have, you have your t- number three dessert. Um, well, affogato, anything. You know, you ice got, cream with espresso poured on it. To our brownies young listeners, with, I have, they're not uh, know what that is. Brownies with espresso poured on it. No, like, no, yeah. a little alcohol. Affogato, like anything. Yeah. Although I did, I did just see a sign in Hawaii for a frappuccino affogato. Wow. Which you're pouring coffee into your coffee, coffee. which I'm all for that, but. Was like, I was like, and, just and totally how much does them. that cost to pour coffee into your coffee? I, it's like six dollars. <laughs> wow, and people do that. Oh, by the way, I ate, a, I ate a six dollar donut yesterday. Wow, yeah, yeah. It's um, so you know, you've heard of the cronut, right? This oh, yeah, croissant, sure. donut, yeah, croissant donut, registered yeah. trademark to a yeah. bakery, and mm-hmm. so, so it's so ludicrous, right? Like, I mean, I, I couldn't enjoy an 85 cent donut, like. Supremely. So to pay like so, and cronuts have been like five dollars. I haven't had them in other states or right. some here, but at uh, LAX, they oh, have. Yeah. It's called a crow dough. Well, you're in an airport. Because you can't call it cronut because no. it's like a trademark. So yeah. I've had crobrio. I've had um, the crow dough. Uh-huh. I've had um, yo bro. Uh, the yo bro. Yeah. The crobrio. Uh, uh-huh. No, I said that one. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, six dollars. Wow, and they, for and they a were, donut. I said, I was like, oh, I want one of those crodos, and she's like, it's six dollars. Is that okay? I was like, no, that's not okay. That's the most overpriced. Did you bargain donut. with her? I'll give you two. I was like, I was like, no, but I have to try it. So I, so I'll give you six dollars. Did she? Do, was she expecting a tip by handing it to you? I, probably, like, probably. Okay, number four. Oh man. Um, I, I mean, might actually go with cereal. Really? Yeah. Cereal is not a dessert. Don't cereal tell children is that. A, cereal kid, is a dessert. Kids listen to this show. Yeah. I, Boy. <laughs> can I have pancakes and cereal for breakfast? Yeah. Y- yes, there you that, go. Yes. Those are, that's dessert cakes breakfast. Cakes and the, yeah, dessert breakfast. Yeah. Now, explain that. So you just said you, you dessert. I mean, have you been to a place where they serve cereal as a dessert? Well, there was the cupcake shop on Colfax that okay. um, it was cupcakes and cereal, and you get like a massive bowl of cereal with like you could they had like different mix mixtures of like a couple different kinds of cereal and fresh fruit, and it was like this giant like it's a five dollar bowl of cereal. You're to go serious. With your five dollar donut. Oh, and you have do they have different types of milk like soy and I almond think, I think and they had a couple different kinds of milk, lactate and not from cow. And I, I I don't know how many kinds of milk human. They had, but, but like if like if I go in the cupcake shops, the like cupcakes nowadays there's way too much frosting. There is. That's why donuts are so great. I know. It's a perfect amount of frosting. It's a glaze more than it's like a stack. Some cupcakes now is like half frosting and half cupcake. So in the cupcake shop, a lot of times I would opt for cereal. But I'll eat cereal like uh, almost every night. Okay, so we have to ask. So I, you look like a Captain Crunch guy. So I'm oh. I'm I'm throwing that out there. I might be wrong. I'm usually intuitive. Maybe I'm wrong, but but what what do you like? Uh, well, growing Obviously up, your fans in the stands know exactly yes, what they, you like. My my, <laughs> my all time favorite growing up is Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, but also, is that because of Flintstones or just because you thought they were delicious? I was delicious? a huge Flintstones oh, yeah. fan, so well, I like Flintstone vitamins too. So <laughs> ten, ten thousand strong and growing. Three cheers for fifties yeah. marketing, I guess. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure they're to a billion and growing, but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think. Doesn't yeah, fruity pebbles, but also any chocolate cereal. Like yeah. Reese's Puffs is like a you know modern cereal Puffs. in like the last ten years or more. Yeah. Um, 
That's a that's a really good one. Any kind of cocoa crispies, cocoa pebbles are good. So you'll go to meals with your with your friends and family, and then you'll go home and have cereal. I, yes, I might. Now, what do you put on it? I mean, what do you just eat just it from the milk, box? Skim milk. Yeah. Or dry. Because if you eat sweet milk. cereal for a long time, it starts to cut your lip. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah really, it's, it's dangerous. Sticks in your teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number five, last one. I, I, oh, last cereal is a dessert. Last awesome. dessert. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, one thousand to choose from. You have. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, I think I'm gonna have to say, um, chocolate dip waffle cone. Like ice cream and a chocolate dip waffle cone. Really? Maybe even rolled in sprinkles. Now, Haagen-Dazs, or are we, are we going that fancy? Or um, I could go really with any kind of ice yeah. cream in a waffle cone. Yeah, 31 yeah. flavors, something like that. Yeah. Stone cold, whatever you got. Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I ate at Lappert's in Hawaii. That's a really good, really, nice one. really rich, like insanely rich. Coconut? They put coconut in uh, everything. Yeah, the coconut ice cream at Lappert's was incredible. Performance, that's the one you chose, performance. The topic of conversation here... At the Denver Press Club, you chose performance. Why? I think performance is just a really interesting um, thing to me that it's a very, very non-passive way. Like you can have an art show, you might the artist might not even be there. People can experience their art. I want to be there, right? I want to talk to people. I want to, um, you know, s- interact with people about my art. Um, so I think performance fits in there really well. It's 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 in your face, right? Like. You, you, there's nothing else someone like especially like a, a, in a band like music or whatever it's like that's what they're going to see is like you're in their face so you have this opportunity to shove something in their face which you don't have in a normal you know walking down the street so i think like when it, the bands that i've been in it's really a way to present something obviously like the lyrics you're getting your lyrics out there but for me it's really just to create something memorable um so much so that um, I, I collect old records and f- find a lot of really wacky stuff that I want to share with people, right? So I've done like a DJ night at a bar where you play like the Chevrolet Safe Driving album from the 60s, you know? And it's like incredible, right? But you're, you're, you're DJing at a bar and everyone's just talking. Like I, I could never be a DJ because like everyone's just talking. It's like, no, but did you hear this? But this, this song, it's about like the stopping distance and it sounds like Simon and Garfunkel and it's like awesome. So what I realized, I created this situation where I was like, wait a second, performance is a way to get people to pay attention. So I started performing these songs. So I made, I made up this band name called Get Your Going, and I would just sing along with obscure records. I'm going to stop you right there. You're listening to Live from the Denver Press Club. Uh, presents uh, the topic of conversation. The topics tonight are art, performance, and fun. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host. We'll be back right after these messages with Andrew Novick. Thanks. And just fruity a, pebbles can be found at your local grocery We got a five-minute break, uh, stretch, have a drink. We're not done yet. We're <laughs> have a five-minute break, stretch, drink, have something, uh, go to the bathroom. We'll be back in just a few moments. Thank you for being here at Live at the Denver Press Club. Hang out, have some fun, and we'll be back in just a moment. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us.
Once again, I want to thank everybody for being here in the inaugural kickoff for Live from the Denver Press Club Presents, the topic of conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins. I hope to get to know all of you guys. Once again, I cannot extend more of a gratitude to Reed Art and Imaging and... She's probably one of the best director-producers you're ever going to work with. Um, and also just her connections, her, the way she handles people and then getting people excited and getting going. She's just incredible. So I, I got to thank her so much for putting all this together. Mariah Weiss, give her yes. a round of applause. Thank you, Mariah. She will, be, she will be with us you know, every Wednesday, and I hope you guys can bring more friends and family, and some of you will be the topic. Uh, well, some of you will you know, help me with the topics of conversation that we have up here. And, and please get involved. Tell your friends and family that we're here. Um, you just need to have one member of the press club be with you to get in here, and I'm, I'm that member. So um, just so happy that you're here. Um, please, after this is over, and I don't want you to tell me whether the Blackhawks won or not, um, but I, I do, after this is over, we, we are welcome to stay another hour or two to hang out, have some fun. I'll be happy to show you the press club if you're interested. It's a, it's a classic old building. Um, there's so much to read and look. There's a hall of presidents over there. There's a hall of half alive, half dead over there. Um, so... <laughs> Um, in the back, um, and we can talk about some history, whatever you want to do. But I look forward to getting to know all of you, and this is the way it's going to look most nights. This is a, we're not always going to be in this room. We also will be upstairs sometimes. We'll be in the basement sometimes. So we're really excited to be a, a part of this. And of course, Bruce Goldberg, who's the president, I don't know if he got to stay here very long, but we're having a lot of fun, and he, and he wants this to be a staple. So he wants us here for at least four years, and I'm, I'm excited. So, And I hope you guys are too. Uh, we want to bring more and more uh, Denver folks in here. So if you guys have friends and family, or if you are that person who wants to be up here with me, uh, we'd love to I'd love to have you, because it's a lot of fun. Um, all we do is we talk, and we pick topics of conversation, and here we go. But um, also, uh, uh, drinks and food and blah, blah. But um, and I also want to thank, and don't forget, oh, last thing, Sam Adams. If you've not put your name and uh, thing in there, please do. You win this box. It's everything that's in there. And we want to thank Boston Beer Company for that, too, as well. So here, uh, here we go. Can we Hi. thank Hush Puppy? He's doing a really good job. I think he's really watching over this rowdy audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And welcome back to the Live from the Denver Press Club Presents Topic of Conversation. I am your host, Rob Scoggins. I'm here with Andrew Novick. He is a crazy guy from Colorado, and he's been here all his life. And we've talked about art, food, performance, and fun are the topics. Going back to performance real quick, you were talking... Uh, and wait, go back to donuts. Let's go back to food. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about donuts. <laughs> donuts, sorry. You, you said you missed a few places. What, what did you miss? Yeah, uh, so my friend just pointed out, um, there's a new place in town, Osaka Ramen. Oh. And they have mochi donuts. Oh, you got to explain. Which is like... So it's like a donut ball with chunks of you know, mochi, pounded rice. So there's, it's like a donut with... It's like a healthy like a donut. Texture. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. real. It's really good. Sounds it's lovely. Really good. Now back to performance, real quick. And and you were saying that you know it's it's fun. Yeah. So uh, this Chevrolet Safe Driving album, right? Like I want everyone yeah. to hear this album, and I realized I was like, no one's just gonna listen to it at like a club. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna. I basically knew all the songs because I had to sing along with it in my car all the time, and so I was like, I'm gonna perform this. So I just. Played the played the album and sang along with it, and with this thing called "Get Your Going," and realizing that like that's one step away from karaoke, which is, you know, maybe not that exciting. Um, after a while, 
But uh, I just sing right along with the record. So like if I forget the words, it just keeps going. I, it just helps me, you know, know where I am. But um, also I would show video. Sometimes I wore ridiculous outfits. Uh, but anything to get people to hear these songs is really my goal. And also in a roundabout way, creating something that's memorable um, worth talking about. So I did one of the more, most memorable ones is um, Waffle House. If you've been to a Waffle House, yeah, let's hear for Waffle House. Oh, you mean um, the, the Waffle House? The yeah, real Waffle, the House. Waffle House. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was they, a bar. They used to have a jukebox mm. with, with, they still, they, now it's like a CD jukebox, but their <laughs> old jukebox, seven inch records, yeah. and the first 10 selections were all songs about Waffle House. Really? Like a lot of country stars sure. would sing songs about Waffle House and get on the, the jukebox. And, um, can you sing? Can you can yeah, you sing a little? C-list country stars. Can you, can Mary you, Kay Rogers. Andrew, can you sing a little bit of Good one for morning. us? Good morning. Come on in. Coffee's fresh. Good and hot. How about a cup? That uh, you didn't miss. A horrible job. Horrible job. You, you did a good job, but you didn't miss. You didn't mention. You didn't mention waffles or awful or, or, or well house at all in on that one. Oh well. Yeah, another um, one that mentions waffles. There's well, there, this song called Waffle House yeah. Family, which that was when I was singing. Okay. Um, kind of goes into a little bit of a rap actually. Yeah, do it. Where there, she says, um, "There's a waffle in the baker and the grill. They're making bacon at the Waffle House, 24 hours a day. So come on in, you'll see." At the Waffle House, we're one big family. And so, it, there we go. Don't make me keep going. That's the, but so for that show, smothered I, and covered, right? Smothered, covered, chopped, chunked, diced, peppered. So many different ways to have your hash browns there at Waffle House. I'm like a walking food advertiser. You are. I hope everyone's really hungry good. by I'm now. I'm starving. Um, so for the Waffle House show, I sang these songs. I sang into a spatula. Yeah. I had a Waffle House t-shirt that the manager gave me. You still have um, it? I still have it. Oh, nice. And then I found um, on eBay a Waffle House waitress outfit. And I had a friend of mine making waffles live on stage, handing them out during wow. the show. They're very thin. People still, that was probably, that was at least like 12 or 13 years ago. Yeah. I run into random people I don't know. They're like, I saw you at that show where you were serving waffles and singing the waffle songs. I was like, that is awesome for someone to remember something like that. It was well, like I think so that's off the I wall. think that's performance at its best. Yeah. What's going on in the world of Andrew Novick? What so, you, what's going on in the world of you? What are you doing So lately? that project, I... I the whole thing is it's different every time, yeah. the sing-along thing, and um, I never talk about what I'm going to sing about. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea there is I want people to come to something without having to sell them really hard on it. Like, I'm always promoting, like, here's what I'm doing, and people are like, what time's it start exactly? And you're talking about your you know, PowerPoint presentation? Or anything, just whatever, anything you do. Uh, anything, okay, I've anything. done, like, food events, parties, sure. whatever, and it's like I'm out marketing it like crazy because mm -hmm. it's like if it's something new or something different or in a different location, it's really hard. People are like, where is this now? And, you know, it's like, it's really hard. I was like, just go. Just go to something. Don't ask any questions. Just go. You don't even, just hope that something's going to be good. And you're an engineer you know? by trade, right? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, totally unrelated. That's totally way unrelated. off. Way over here. So, so I was doing this sing-along show for quite a while, and then there was some, there was just one time where I was like, I'm super busy. Someone asked if I would do it. I'm yeah. super busy. I, I'm not going to have time to put it together. Because I have to, like, learn a whole album, come up with ridiculous costumes. So what I did is, I was like, can I just do a PowerPoint presentation? And they're like, yeah, just do a PowerPoint presentation. So I um, just went at this place in Denver called Bar Bar. Okay. And it actually has a name, but nobody knows the name. But it's called Karaoke Cafe. Uh, 
And so I was like, this show at Bar Bar, people just talk the whole time. Like, no one's going to listen to my PowerPoint. It's going to be so it was hilarious. And I did actually a PowerPoint presentation about the history of that building and that bar and what it all had, had happened there. So much so that I had taken pictures that night, like 20 minutes before my, sh my show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here's the typical kind of people who now hang out at bar bars, not just a bunch of daytime drunks. It's like, now there's like hipsters and bike nighttime drunks. And stuff, yeah. and nighttime drunks. Yeah. So it was really funny. So then people like perked up, they're like, wait, that's, I'm in that picture. Like, how did I get in this presentation? Uh, and so now I'm pretty much exclusively doing these PowerPoints. And it's, there again, it's always different. It's always about a different topic. So when's your next one? What's coming so up? So my next one, I'm going on tour yeah, with the Melvins. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, PowerPoint, get you going. Well, first off, who are the Melvins? Melvins is a band that's been playing for 30 years. Wow. Started in San Francisco. They live in LA now. They came out of the, um, they actually, well, they actually started in the Northwest sure. um, grunge. It was before grunge. Um, Kurt Cobain was a Melvin's fan. Wow. So it was like, I mean, it was way back. Yeah, it's like the but, Beatles um, being Harry Nelson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I was trying to get a gig opening yeah. up for the Melvins for their Denver show, July 17th. And they're like, why don't you come on tour with us? I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm going, going on tour with the Melvins doing PowerPoints. <laughs> and, and imagine, I mean, this is like a, this is like a, a rock, I mean, this is like a rock audience, right? Because girl, like, girl talk was busy or? You I guess, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be ludicrous. Because it's, I mean, it's kind of made to fail, right? Like, no, if you're, if no, you're don't say that. If you're no. at a, a, con a concert, the last thing you want to do is see a guy talking with a, a laser pointer about some <laughs> mundane topic. <laughs> what 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 is your topic going to be? What um, is that topic? Gonna be? I need to, I need to work it out. I oh, might okay. do like kind of a I'm I'm gonna probably take several of the ones I've done like okay. my favorites. Wait, and, name three. And mm -hmm. um, so um, one was the history of the marching band uniform. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, I would totally watch that during a concert, <laughs> well, especially see, if it was Kiss. Was, if Kiss was up there, I'd totally watch that. Yeah, I was I was opening up for Itchy O Marching Band, okay. who's like a very nouveau yeah, sure. marching band, and yeah. and so I did this, you know. So it's kind of topical, right? I did sure. the history of the marching band uniform, and I end up with the modern marching bands, okay. like uh, March Fourth Marching Band, Itchy O. Like okay. they've taken marching bands to like a way way new level. way level level. Okay. I did one. Um, about TV clowns. Okay. Anyone who, who's from Denver knows Blinky, our, yeah, our yeah, resident yeah. TV clown. A mm -hmm. lot of people know Bozo in Chicago because yeah. that was syndicated. Sure. But a lot of towns have their own local TV uh, sure. clown. And even in England, I found um, uh, the BB, the first TV, the, the first TV clown on the BBC. So wow. Okay. I think that would be a good one. Yeah. Um, I would totally so watch that. I think. So I think totally what I'm going to do, that. yeah, I did, I did a, a PowerPoint uh, for Nerd Night Denver, which no, is a monthly no. event at the Oriental Theater, sure. uh, where I talked about how GPS works, the, G, the global positioning system, with the help of Flavor Flav and Public Enemy. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that one was totally ludicrous, and you actually learned how GPS works. Wow. It's amazing. It's that, amazing. Is, that is awesome. So th that's what's coming up for you next. Yeah, when does so this tour so start when you leave? The tour starts um, in, well, I'm just going to go on for like a week because I do have like my day job or yeah. whatever. Wish, I just got back from vacation, but I'm going to... Is gonna, Wishbone going with you? Um, a chicken bone? Yeah. No. Whatever. Wishbone, chicken bone. She's yeah. going to stay home yeah. and be cute without me. Okay. Right. Um, I'll, I'm going to go like I think July 10th. Okay. And then it, it, so I'm going to go to Minneapolis, play like a festival there, and will they come here? Head through and Fort Collins, oh, and okay. then Denver. So I'll be in Denver um, July, 17th July 17th at Summit Music Hall with the wow. Yeah, that sounds exciting. What yeah. else are you doing? Now you do some stuff in Boulder too. What else do you do? 
Um, you know, I I haven't done much in Boulder. I work in Boulder, yeah. but Boulder's kind of Boulder was really exciting in the late '80s and through the '90s. But there's not a whole lot going on in Boulder. And Google's coming. Google's coming. Yeah. So, so here we go. I don't know. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping there's something cool happening in Boulder. What else is going on with you? Um, so I'm doing another Nerd Night talk. Okay. Uh, this one is going to be um, the life and times of Schrodinger's cat. Who do you know who Schrodinger's cat is? Yeah. <laughs> well, there is uh, uh, when Schrodinger, sorry, yeah. the, the famous Schrodinger wave oh, okay, equation. Oh, yes. okay, Okay, there we go. The wave now, equation. Now I go. All right. um, but it has to do with quantum, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and um, kind of goes back to Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Too. And where are you doing this? So this is going to be at um, the Oriental Theater. June 26th. June 26th, okay. And so Nerd Night is just a cool, there's like nerdy or cool topics, and it's, but it's a very social drinking thing. There's usually a food truck there. So it's a party for people to learn about nerdy stuff. That's fun. And, and, the my, topic... and my GPS talk went over really well. And what's time. coming up again, the, the talk you're doing? So that's about Schrodinger's cat. Oh, sure. So I'm going to talk about, yeah. so this whole thing about, um, without giving out too much information, <laughs> but um, this quantum... In quantum physics, if you observe something, you change it. Oh. So, so your observation might not be correct because you changed it by looking at it. That's Heisenberg. So there's this whole thing. There's a cat in a box, and there's a 50% chance he's alive or dead, but you don't know unless you look in the box. And if you look in the box, you're changing the situation. So this cat is in this interesting superposition state where he's both alive and dead. Wow. Because you don't know, and, if, and there's no way to find out. So is it is it is it open to anybody or is it? Co- yeah, is it, what, it's like I think it's it like five bucks, five bucks. or six oh, bucks a thing, and yeah. there's drinks and it's a it's it's fun. It's a party. Good. What else? Going on? Um, Denver County Fair. Yeah, of course. I'm uh, the entertainment director of. Why Denver, is it Denver so County far Fair. away? What? Where is it? It's down south, isn't it? No, that's the Colorado State Fair. Oh right. Denver okay. County. It's oh, right County, here in right. Denver. It's right here. Yeah, of course. It's at the National Western Complex. Yeah, there we go. There's Stock Show. Yeah. And what are you is, doing for that? This is our fifth year. Wow. Um, so it's actually really new. People are like, oh yeah, I went to that as a kid. I was like, no, that was something different. The whole thing. It's an urban county fair. So yeah, it's, it's the city and county of Denver. Right. So it's like it's hip. It's cool. We have awesome bands. Pumpkins. We, um, there's the there's the um, pot pavilion that started last year. Once the legalization yeah, that, of pot. Yeah. Um, but it's really celebrating all the cool stuff that comes out of Denver. There's yeah. the boutiques, the the makers. Um, there's uh, there's like a text messaging. And what are you doing for that? What are you doing for that? So I'm the entertainment director. No, so I work with the other two directors of the fair to really create the whole thing. Um, but I also do Andrew Novick's Extreme Pancake Breakfast. No oh, man, as you can well, well imagine. I'll be and Andrew one. Novick's Extreme Breakfast Burritos uh, the following oh, day. Man. So I have over hundred toppings for your pancakes. Wow. And then for the burritos, it's over 100 toppings and sauces for your burritos. Oh, and for the pancakes, 31 flavors of butter. What? What? Yep. You wow. heard it. 31 flavors of butter. Yeah, you might want. You might. That might be already trademarked, but that's okay. <laughs> um, might, might might want to go 32. Yeah. Well, I yeah. had 32 one year, but like they just didn't have like it the didn't right have ring sim, to it. Yeah. You know. Um, but um, that's like uh, July 31st, August 1st, and 2nd. So that'll be just. I mean, it's just a really cool thing. It really celebrates so many great things coming out of Denver, and um, the iHeart Denver store on the 16th Street Mall. Um, they run our um, our gift shop, so it's always really cool. Uh, locally made um, things there, as well as, well as like a, a million different cool local vendors, bands, performers. When do you have time um, to be an engineer? Uh, out of nine to five, I, I guess. That. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you thank know, you. This, this has is been a blast. Awesome. Okay? I'm really excited to see some of the upcoming um, 
upcoming, upcoming folks, talks right? here. Yeah, yeah we're going to have really a lot of fun. fun. Uh, here at the Live uh, live at the Denver Press Club presents Topic of Conversation. We are our topics were art, food, performance, and fun. Andrew Novick. And here we go. Are you ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? Oh, man. I yeah. forgot about yeah. this. I think yeah. I read about that. <laughs> oh, no, now the pressure's on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. When you have when you when when I when you have fun, what is what is your most what's the thing you've done that has been the most fun in your life so far? The most fun, fast, something fast. I don't know. Uh, no, you I, just have to answer it fast. You don't have to do it fast. Oh, but I'm but I'm trying to think of like what's the most of anything. What's the it's most fun to... thing you've ever done that that has just you know wow I want to and it, it could be ride a roller coaster. I'm not going to answer it for you, but I, I don't know. The first thing that popped into my head is uh, was actually something that I created, but by creating it is doing it was a thing we did called surgery dinner. What? It was like a total. Ooh, it was a thirteen crazy. course medical themed dinner, <laughs> and I'm just like. I was trying to create something that didn't exist, right? And sure. Like, I don't know. That's so trying to... I think about like that was such a cool. It was. It was really. It was an art installation that was like a food event. Sure. You know? People paid. They ate. But really, yeah. I created this experience. To me, like creating something for someone else is like as good as experiencing it myself. <laughs> I have not met someone as odd as you. <laughs> <laughs> now you have. And, you are awesome. Um, when I say, when I say Mariah Weiss to you, what do you think? My director um, producer, your friend. Uh, she's awesome. She's super cool, fun to hang out with, and also, I mean, she's also doing the, exactly the same thing, creating something for people. You know, by getting artists out there, by getting people to know about what's going on, and being social. Yeah, three cheers for Mariah! Yay! Was that part of the five fast five questions, or was that just you're, a you're, no, uh, It's it's my show. You can't do that. <laughs> it, it, it. You you have you love dogs, okay? If you could choose, you know, obviously everything's sleeping with poodles these days, right? I mean, everybody wants to sleep with a poodle. I don't, but every other breed of sleeping dog. Sleeping with poodles? I've never I don't heard about that. I don't know why. I've never I heard don't of know that. why the animal kingdom wants to sleep with poodles. Before long, we're gonna have a poodle bear that you could have in your house, or a poodle. <laughs> everything sleeps with poodles now. If you could pick a dog to sleep with a poodle, what would you pick? What is your breed of dog that you would create with a poodle? Go. Oh, man. I mean, I, I would just say a chihuahua because it's my favorite yeah. dog. And I would see this really tiny, tiny a, little baby poodle. What would you call it? What would you call tail. it? Um, Poodlesaurus. Poodlesaurus? Poodlesaurus Rex. That does. <laughs> and that's the breed of a, a miniature poodle with a miniature... Yes, whatever. The smallest poodle ever. Because wow. I'm not a huge fan of poodles. Like poodles are fine, but like. Have you seen the? Yeah. But like the world's smallest poodle. That's something I could yeah. get. I could get. I mean, I'm, get, I'm beyond. I'm beyond the Chihuahua I mean. already. I mean, that's just yeah, a ridiculous that's, that's looking that's dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's an. You call, wait, what, what would you? Okay, so you you, you a, a miniature poodle and a miniature Chihuahua. What would it be called? Uh, Poodlesaurus Rex. Poodlesaurus Rex. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Dot com. You got, now you got. <laughs> Because you know I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a website for my Poodlesaurus, obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> you got me on that one. D to 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 describe to describe your 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 artwork, if you put it all together in a giant ball, because you've you've done so much. You've done the bruising and the beating up and all this stuff. If you put every all the artwork you've done in a giant ball, what would you call your form of art? Oof. Uh... 
I, I, I think I just want to call it social art. All right. I think because my whole my whole real point is like getting an idea across and something to talk about, you know, is really and that's like out of anything I do. I just like I want to create something that's like notable. People talk about and maybe get ideas to do their own creative things. When you were growing up, Andrew Novick, and you were it's Saturday morning and you just told your folks, I cannot miss this cartoon. I have to watch this cartoon. If I miss this cartoon, my life is over. I won't be able to go to school on Monday. What's that cartoon? Oh, that's, man, the, um, is it Laugh Olympics, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, it's, Hannibal, it's Pink Panther. Pink, Pink Panther, Panther, sure. By far, yeah, by so far. Pink Panther. I don't even know if yeah. that was, yeah. yeah I can't sure picture it Saturday morning, but I know that was like by far. I even got Pink Panther comic books because I wanted to, I wanted to have Pink Panther in my dreams. I well, I like, can't thank you enough. Hopefully for Pink Panther. Pink Panther dreams? Yeah. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a mute. I think that was only four questions. Oh, yeah, or was yeah. that five? No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much for being my inaugural guest. It's been a blast with you. Uh, thank you for bringing your friends and family. We have to thank, you know, Read Art and Imaging. We have to thank everybody who's involved, of course, uh, and, and I'll thank everybody later on a, on a, in a different way. But thank you so much for being here. It's been a blast with you. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next time. And come yeah, to another thank one. you. Thanks thank for you. the opportunity. Yay. I want to thank everybody who helps keep this show going. My executive producer, Spencer Howard, my director producer, Mariah Weiss, my technical director, Will Hart, and of course, the great staff here at the Denver Press Club, which is Bill, Bruce, and Carmen. I can't do it without those folks. I want to take the time to thank our sponsors, the Denver Press Club, uh, for hosting us every Wednesday. And I also want to thank Boston Beer Company for giving our prize box away. If you're a member of the audience, you can go home with a great prize pack of stuff from Boston Beer Company. If you're not familiar with them, they are known for Sam Adams and Angry Orchard. And of course, sponsor Read Art and Imaging. They do all of our posters and banners and everything you see online at Read Art and Imaging right here in Denver, Colorado. I've been asked by my friends and family, how do you end the show? How do you tag it? Well, I've thought about it. And here it is. Live your life, live to the fullest, have fun, and wake up with a purpose every day. And you may, if you're in the Denver metro area, you might be live at the Denver Press Club and part of our topic of conversation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Good night.